It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on December 2, December 2nd, 2020. Look at all that, 022020. Anyway, a few housekeeping announcements uh, before we get going. Uh, the Recruiting Animal Show participated in TalentNet uh, Live, the conference uh, put on by Craig Fisher uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We liked it. We were on video. And um, everybody wanted me to switch to video. So the next two shows, the last two of this year, will probably be on Zoom. And then we're going to go on to StreamYard. Uh, I'm not signed up yet, so I don't know exactly how it works. But apparently it, it's video, and it broadcasts the show uh, on a bunch of different platforms at the same time. So people can watch us live on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, and YouTube. So um, the only thing is, I don't know how you call in. I, I guess I have to give links out. I'll find out. Okay. Michael G. Cox uh, told me that he comes into the show all the time after my intro. Okay. And I've been doing these intros from the start. They used to be more interesting, I think, than they are now. Uh, but, you know, so if he's a regular and he thinks they're boring, maybe I shouldn't do them. And, and if we switch to video, maybe there won't be any more. Uh, intros, but you know, for the time being, uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry, can you tell us what show is this? The recruiting animal. I said last time we were on, I said I'd build them, but I haven't. Anyway, uh, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com, the online interview technology. I'll tell you more about it later. PCRecruiter.net, the most versatile Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. PCRecruiter.net, our first sponsor as well. And Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool that every great sourcer and every great recruiter raves about all the time. And finally, staffingdebt.com. If you are an agency recruiter and someone's cheating you by making a backdoor hire, these are the guys. I'm going to do their ad right now. They exclusively specialize in collecting uh, recruiting fees. If you, uh, you know, send someone out for an interview and they say, oh, uh, thanks, recruiter, but we're going to pass on this person, and a little while later you find that they didn't pass, <laughs> they hired that person behind your back, well, you go to these guys at staffingdebt.com, and they will collect it for you. Uh, uh, Ross, uh, no, Rich, Rich Rosen. I can't remember Rich's name. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, Rich Rosen says uh, they're very good, uh, and uh, you can actually listen to Wilson Cole, the boss, if you scroll down uh, on the Recruiting Animal shows. He's He was a great guest, okay? Uh, I want to give you the latest news about COVID, but first I'm going to introduce today's guest. Audrea Falco. I don't know if she's related to Edie Falco from The Sopranos. Audrea, are you uh, <laughs> are you related? I am not. 
I am not. I'm not. I always get asked if I'm related to this Falco or that Falco, but no, I'm not. No, Edie. Well, you know what? At least you got a name that people recognize and they'll remember. For sure. And, uh, and you got something to talk about instead of COVID when you meet somebody, right? Yeah, for sure. I don't. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Half half, half my conversations are about uh, COVID <laughs> news. Uh, I don't know when it's over uh, what I'm going to say. And anyway, uh, yeah. speaking of COVID, just let me say that uh, I saw the guy who's in charge of Operation Warp Speed, the vaccination project uh, for the United States. He said the whole USA is going to be vaccinated. By June, 75% of the population is going to be vaccinated by May, and that's going to give them herd immunity. There won't be enough people to spread the, uh, the virus anymore. I was so excited when I heard that. Then in the afternoon, I heard that Canada, where I live, is good, way behind. By, by September, we're going to have, let's say, half or maybe a bit more than half uh, of Canada because we don't have any production facilities here in the country. So my guess is that uh, here, unfortunately, we've got a, a, another year of masking and, and all this kind of stuff going on. So, Audrey, ha- have you uh, changed uh, your work practices in any way for the last year? And, and once you get vaccinated and, and after June, is it going to change uh, back for you? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say 98% of our company works from home now. Um, and we are <clears throat> close to 40,000 people. So um, it changed drastically. Now, uh, quite frankly, I worked from home, from one office, from another, kind of wherever I wanted. So I would say for my recruiting team, it wasn't necessarily a huge change. But, you know, we are a software engineering company at our core. And so we work with thousands of clients. So it was a big change a lot for our clients. Um, so there was definitely a shift. Do I you know what? It'll go back? You've been talking for two yeah. minutes and you haven't said anything, okay? This is what you say. Animal, yeah, I work from home all the time. You didn't make that clear. You should have said all the time. And so it didn't make oh, any man. difference to me or Welcome anybody on the recruiting the team. What? Yep. Yeah, not all the time. Not all the time. I like show. my people. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show, Audrea. That's He's right, okay? Uh, yeah. Now, that was Michael G. Cox, by the way. Okay, now, now look. Okay, so, but the staff, they've, gone, they've been working from their homes. Uh, after June, are they going to go back to uh, working on site at uh, your clients' places? Uh, you're all over the world. Who knows when some of these countries are going to get vaccinated? What's the story? I think it'll be by location, just like you said, right? So I think majority will go back uh, from a – from a company-wide perspective, I do think that. Um, okay, finished. That's I over. Okay, I, I should have cut that right. It's a bad question. Okay, you are working <sighs> with a global. You work with a global software engineering services company. That means that to me, uh, a little research I did, that uh, most of the people you're recruiting are IT programmers. Is that right? Yes. Okay, like ninety percent of the people, or a hundred percent. Oh, not 100%. Uh, 75% are, are programmers or software engineers, or I'd even by more senior than that, right? Solution architects, delivery management, all in that tech space. And then we also do like uh, design, um, functional and technical consulting, right? So yeah. we've got a whole other bucket. Plus, company the size, oh, of course. You know what? Let recruit, me just go backwards you know. for a minute. I just I wrote some questions down, and I just I put it in the wrong place. Do you have any, like, video tips? Like, Craig Fisher gave me all kinds of tips about how to set up your office for uh, video. You know, so when we do the show on video, uh, it won't look uh, like I'm in a cave. Uh, <laughs> do you do anything special, or, or do you do it in front of a bookshelf, or, or do you have no. some kind of Zoom uh, background, like of a prairie, or what's your story? No, my personal background on video calls is two cats sitting on the back of my chair. They like uh-huh. basically sit there all day, every day. Um, yeah. We're pretty much ourselves, right? So the backdrop's going to be can be a kitchen, some kids back there, a, a bookshelf. Like seems to be the most popular. You're kidding. So hold people. on. Does a recruiter does a recruiter interview uh, uh, a candidate who doesn't know anything about the company from no. his or her kitchen? Are you kidding me? No. No, I don't think for recruiters talking to candidates for the first time. No, not at all. Of course, they're going to be in a more of a neutral setting. But 
you know, who knows after they build a relationship working with someone week after week, um, getting to know them more, setting them up for interviews. I mean, I don't know how much video calling they're doing past that, right? They might be more talking about oh, okay, okay. each so other. Okay, okay, so your recruiting calls, That's I, I, I never understood that. Everyone says, oh, all my calls are on Zoom now. What happened to the phone? Okay, so you're not Oh, yeah, I still Zoom. think there's lots of phones. Yeah, I, still, okay, I think there's definitely video interviews going on with the recruiting team, right? There's definitely videos going on past that. But um, but I think it's not people pick up the calls, right? I still pick up the phone, make phone calls, and just call people like normal. Okay, we'll get to that. You said overnight. you do high-volume recruiting, and I told you just before the show started, high-volume to me means unskilled uh, workers or office temps. Uh, you're obviously dealing with highly skilled people. What does high-volume mean? We really have to hit large numbers globally of engineering hires, right? And to me, high volume means placing thousands of people a month. Um, the particular company I work for has gone through 25% growth basically quarter after quarter for the last eight years. Um, and with engineering being the backbone, we're hiring high, we're doing high volume recruiting in, um, like you said, a little bit more difficult skill sets. But e- e- and you're grow, saying that, you know what? You're talking for a minute. Let me guide you, dear. Okay, I, so I shouldn't say dear, but I said it with real <laughs> affection, just so you know, okay? <laughs> you, uh, ha- okay? you said something really interesting. The company's growing at a rate of 25% a quarter. It just blew me out of the water, okay? Now, uh, so, but the, it's high volume. You said, okay, we're hiring lots of people. And, and you didn't give me a number. Uh, like, what does that mean? And, and how do you do it that makes it different from other kinds? of recruiting what kind of number i'll narrow my questions it's my fault not yours it's my fault not yours i gave you a number i i gave you thousands what ten thousand two thousand come on i'll give you ten thousand plus annually right so and and of course you're always accounting for attrition at any company when you're internal right to a company so but you know Thousands. I mean thousands. When I say thousands, that's fluctuated. When I first worked at this company, there were only 12,000 people there, right? So thousands is really accurate. How do we do it? Um, to me, I believe no, in a no, very well, I have, I have an inter- another question. So uh, uh, yeah. thousands of people, but your uh, your focus is on uh, developers. Are most of the are most of the jobs the same? Are most of them the same or different? Um. Most of them are the same. We could have very specific technologies that, that, that need to come into play, but a lot of them um, are at their core around um, similar software engineering skills. Okay, so are you Absolutely. putting ads in papers and, and getting thousands of uh, replies, uh, and, you know, it's all for the same kind of person, so it's pretty easy. Is it like – how does it work? Are you using uh, – No, news, most uh, like, of our – no, 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 no. Um, it, it's – that's what I was saying. The setup is really driven by where we know we can be successful hiring, and that's going out and finding the people, right? Um, I think, you know, applicants can always attribute to a certain amount of your hires, but not for the level and, I think, skill set we look for. So we have a real concentration on sourcing, right, and filling the top of the funnel ourselves with the quality of candidate that we're looking for, which I think is important. Okay, no how do you get them? Do you, you use a, uh, do you use a, a – um a candidate pipeline uh, technology like candidate ID where you feed them little articles and, and stuff like that? We've got, we've got a plan between both TA delivery, I'll call it recruiting. And we work with our marketing teams, right. In, in different scenarios. But at the end of the day, it's actually teams of sourcers, right? It's, it's recruiters that have a passion for sourcing that are out there sourcing through proprietary software that we have through things like LinkedIn, of course. Right. Um, and that's their main focus. Um, it's not about them handling the candidate through our interview process. It's literally them building out pipelines of candidates. That's all that they're focused on. And we don't do that as a junior feeder program, right? It's really a, a senior person doing, doing work like that. And it makes a huge difference with the volume we're talking about and finding the candidate quality we need. Okay, you said your proprietary software for sourcing. What does that mean? Like proprietary, not, not proprietary, sorry, uh, homegrown. Sorry, I used the wrong word. Homegrown. Yeah, well, that's what uh, I thought you meant. You, you, so you guys yeah. develop your own sourcing software? Yeah, yeah, we have uh, uh, internal ATS and tools that we view that we use. But you know, I think that's part of who we are. It's like we're software engineers at the core, as far as the company. So we like. To okay, build. so so hold on. So like, does that like one of one of our, our sponsors is Hire Tool? Does that mean you guys have created your own internal sourcing tool, like Hire Tool? Is that what you're saying? 
No, we definitely plug in some like external pieces, right? We we like to find where we you know where we have success with some external pieces. Oh, but moving on, Michael core... G. Cox, are you still awake? Michael G. Cox, uh, I got a feeling I'm I'm floundering here. Am I? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. What should I ask her? Favorite tools? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is your thing. Uh, no, not tools. No, I, I say we. Talk uh, that's why well, I'm going to go about, for favorite tools. It's like, well, what, what do you do? You're you're the manager. How many recruiter? You're managing a bunch of recruiters. Is that you're you're not hands on? You're you're managing people, aren't you? What, what's the story with you, Audrey? Yeah, actually, I do our TA operations now. I manage that. So not even recruiters. It's like, how do we set up globally, right, for success? It's very removed from the day to day recruiting. But that's a bit of a recent move. Um, but uh, you what know, is, I'd say I work hand in hand. Sure. What what um, is it that you are actually setting up on the back end to obviously enable your recruiters? Sure. Like the tools we talked about, right? Um, like our in-house tools, they work a lot with that, making sure they're delivering for the recruiters what they need the tool to do as quickly as possible, right? All those things that, that can be cumbersome to a recruiter, um, that we're minimizing yeah. all of that with no, I'll give us an technology. example. I mean, it's so general. What does that mean? Does a recruiter call you up and say, Audrea, you know, you're giving me, you know, garbage to work with here. How can I do my job? Is that what's going on? You say, well, what's wrong? And, and then they say, yeah, no, you know, not garbage, sir. but close. But they don't say garbage, but close. <laughs> they, they call me and say, hey, it would be really great if our product could do A, B, and C internally. It would really skip this, you know, all, this okay, manual well, what is, and Give us do. an example of A, B, and C. What does um, that mean? I don't sure. like to be up in the clouds. Sure. I like hands-on, granular uh, information. Sure. What are they talking about? So let's say you have to automate your compliance, right? Like let's say they've been manually sending out GDPR type things or EEO things for U.S., right? It's making sure that our tools built in-house run those things in an automated fashion for them so that recruiters can focus in on their recruiting, right? So it's things like that. The products that we use internally have been around for years now. It's not like they're garbage, right? But you have to work on making them better, making sure they stay with so trends. So then you of, run to the people who are responsible for maintaining that internal software and say, look, uh, I'm getting badgered by the people out in the field, okay? Can you do something for me? So- <laughs> A little like that. You know, we have a project team. We work together. I mean, it's a standard cycle of working on software there, right? So you're we like a business analyst, right? You're, you're like a, a business analyst. You, you go out to the, to the staff, you know, what tabs they need or changes, and, and you go back uh, to your developers and say, can you do this for me? Uh, is, that, is that essentially your job? That's Glorified part of it. Business that's one analyst. part when we're talking about tools. Oh, that's real nice. Um, yeah, no, part of it is doing that type of work. Um, you know, there's lots of things like our reporting um, in a large company, being able to report on your account, right, is really important. So that's my responsibility. So things along those lines, those operational pieces. And also you know, I just getting- got the feeling if I had to hire thousands, what, 10,000 people a year, is that what you said? What number? Yeah. I would shoot yeah. myself. I, I, I don't know if I could handle it. Michael G. Cox, is You're that too much for your yourself. brain? It's- well, how many people do you have? How many recruiters do you have? Oh, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. I can't answer that. Oh, uh, I, don't I don't mind if you say it's are. a secret, okay? I don't mind if you say no, it's a no, secret. No, no, I honestly, but I don't, I honestly I don't accept tell you. that. I don't know. Yeah, More than 100? Yeah, definitely. 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 I can't tell you because some are researchers, some are recruiters, some might be a recruiting admin, and I don't dig into those numbers deep enough. Um, I haven't been in this global role long enough to even get there to that point yet. So I honestly don't know. Or I would tell you that I don't want to tell you, right, if I know. How many languages do you um, speak? Me? One. Yeah. Exactly one language. That is it. Not even Italian? Right uh, I don't know. Your last name's Falco. Maybe that, you know. Nothing. No? No. Um, I've tried to learn several. I don't think uh, language learning is necessarily my forte. Um, Uh But, no, I I speak English, and so does everyone at my company. You you know, so it's not a big deal. No, no, that's good news for for, – even though we've got two official languages here, and and I had to take it in school, I only speak English fluently. So I could still be a big-shot global manager just like you. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> I wouldn't say big shot, but yeah, you can. You can. Uh, hold on. How many reports you got? Uh, you have a hundred reports, or what? How many reports? Do no, you have? no, 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 not like that. I did at one point at EPAM, right? But 
that's when I was running North American recruiting, the actual recruiting in North America, the recruiters, the sourcers, the everybody. Now I'm out into a different type of role. It's global. It's TA operations. So recruiters don't report into me. It's, it's something I've moved away from recently. Um, oh. So I built a North American team, right? There wasn't, there wasn't one for EPIM. And then now I'm kind of moving on and over to other countries to, to work okay, with them. You know, let me ask you a different uh, kind of question. So uh, I sure. see, you know, there's a lot of recruiters out of work because of the COVID crisis. And I yeah. see tons of them. Tons of them complaining that uh, they apply for recruiting jobs and the recruiters ghost them. And that doesn't even mean like I sent my resume in and I never heard back. That too. But these recruiters actually get in touch with them and never follow up. They'll they'll make an uh, appointment to to talk to them and they never uh, show up and they never reply to any kind of things. And Jerry Crispin who's very famous, in case you haven't heard of him. He had a long (laughs) comment on my Facebook group today, and he said that's absolutely true. That is a a shame in in the business that recruiters are ghosting candidates. Uh, Do you find that that's, that's that's an issue? Or do you do anything special to make sure that it doesn't happen in your company? Um, We, so I'll, taken two pieces um i think it's horrific so i completely agree with him right i mean to any candidate recruiter or not a recruit not a not a recruiter candidate it's you know that that's how you lose any rapport any type of rep anything right um do i think it's an issue i don't think it is for me i don't think it is for the organization i work for do i think it happens um out in the market for sure because that's how recruiters get you know unfortunately some of the reputations we get is that recruiters do go out there and you know, part of it is they can be heavily agency recruiters, and they're just always working closest to the money and always just chasing that, and that leads to that behavior. Hold on. Um, We're not so. talking about agency recruiters here. We're talking about in-house recruiters. Okay, so I mean, no, let me just close this off. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not cornering. You know, you're, you sound bright. You're a good talker, but I'm, my, I'm taking responsibility. I'm not asking you narrow enough questions, okay? I'm too open-ended, <laughs> okay? Why does it happen? Do you have an answer? I don't know. Say, animal, I know, and I'm going to tell you, or I haven't got a clue. Which is the, what are you going to choose out of those two? People are busy. I think companies are hiring and recruiters are busy corporate side right now. I think they're busier than they expected to be. I think they had a slower time when COVID first came out. So, and, so hold on. So um, I'm recruiting, and I say, mm-hmm. I, I say, I say, Audrey, I, I'm going to get back. Great. I'm glad you, you've got an interest in this in this role. Uh, let's talk next Tuesday at three o'clock. Okay. Don't I put that in my calendar? <laughs> what? what how? I don't understand. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't understand why why someone would do it. I'm telling you what I think. Right. Because okay. I can't, but it's so widespread. It. It's so widespread. There must be some uh, uh, systemic problem, to use uh, a popular uh, word right now. Well, you know what? There's a uh, there's a recruiter no. on the line who's only got one month's experience. Uh, I don't want to embarrass you, but Donna, do you have anything to add to this? Yeah. I'll just give you a chance. Donna, you got oh, yeah, to ghosting. So I have so much to add. No, but seriously, one thing that I could <laughs> say is um, turnover. Because I know that where I'm working, um, a lot of the things that I've been doing the last few weeks have been cleanup for people who left, and they had people on their plan to call, but then they were gone. So all of those people would have, in essence, been ghosted if I hadn't come in and started cleaning up the plan. Okay, that's Making your little calls. world, okay? I don't know that how much that applies to the, that's to the recruiter world at large. That makes sense, dude. Well, you yes. asked my experience, and that is what I have experience in, limited as it is. Like Burn. I told you, I have very little to add. <laughs> well, I like her spunky attitude. Don't mess with me, animal. I'm going to tell you, okay? Ask me, and I'm giving you the information. She's a future guest. Yeah, she's a guest. She's a future guest. Okay. Uh, uh, Michael G. Cox, while, while you're there, while you're still awake, uh, do you have a, an explanation why all this ghosting is going on? But I think it's a combination of the things. I'll, I'll, I'll focus in on two specifics. N- number one, it's a difficult recruiter conversation to say no to a candidate. So more often than not, some people that are that are afraid of that more difficult conversation just aren't going to call back. And and that the other is sometimes corporate um, recruiters are 
bogged down with um, legal issues that are interjecting like, well, you can't say this and you, you can say this and you should say this and don't give them any specifics. So it builds up a certain level of fear um, in, in recruiting. Like, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to get the organization or myself in any kind of trouble. So I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to send him a template yeah, that, email. You know what? That, that's, a, that's a ridiculous answer. Okay, we're talking about a recruiter <laughs> who makes an appointment to speak to somebody. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you. I like your recruiting experience. You've got 10 years. You sound like you might be a good candidate for this job. Let's speak on Tuesday, 10 a.m. in the morning, and you don't show up. And it's not because uh, I, I already expressed that I want to talk with you. It's not because I get cold feet later on. Okay, uh, pass. Okay. I don't like your answer. Okay, I'm going to do right. an ad. I'm going to do an ad for PCRecruiter.net. Hey, everybody, they've been our longest sponsor, okay? And the thing that Marty Snyder says about them, he's the boss over there. He, and you can talk to him on Facebook anytime. He's all over the place. He says they are configurable. They are customizable. Uh, for their good for tiny little companies, if you're working from your mom's basement or your kitchen with your cereal bowl in front of you while you're talking to people you've never met, candidates you've never met, you're in the kitchen on Andrea's, Audrey's team, <laughs> and you got your cereal in front of you. <laughs> Okay, I'm just joking. But anyway, it's for that kind of recruiter, and it's for a recruiter who's uh, got on a team of hundreds of recruiters, like her real team, okay, not the one I just made up. Uh, to, I don't want her, you know, boss coming and say, oh, you got on the show with this guy, and he's embarrassing you? No, I'm not. I'm just kidding around, okay? But PC recruiter, if you're a recruiter, any kind of recruiter, in any kind of recruiting or any kind of size of team, they love you. And if you're afraid to set up your software uh, yourself, you know, configure it to suit your own needs rather than their needs, they'll help you. They are waiting for you with open arms. Check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Okay. Uh, you know, here's a, another question, uh, Audrea. Okay, and Donna, you saw, even though you're inexperienced, I'm willing to have you contribute. So you know, don't make me call okay. on you. If you want to say something, just speak up, okay? <laughs> All right, thank yeah. you, Donna sounds like the kind of person who would slap you on a first date, okay? just I just want to say that. <laughs> Animal, you sound like somebody that might need to get slapped on a first date. Uh, maybe so, but not for me two reasons, okay? It just Maybe you just might not like me. Oh, okay, now, uh, or, you know, like, shut up already, pal! <laughs> like that Batman cartoon, if you've seen them, you know? Yeah. You know, the one where Batman hits Robin. Okay, so hold on. You know what? I, I read all these articles, uh, Audrea, where they, you know, they say the, uh, the candidate should ask all kinds of tough questions when they're in there, like, you know, what's the biggest threat to this business? Uh, you know, what are the things that keep you up at night? Uh, uh, you know, what's the biggest internal risk? You know, <laughs> if you, you send a candidate into a hiring manager and, and this candidate starts asking these deep questions about the problems at the company, do uh, you think the hiring manager is going to take uh, kindly to that and say, well, this is a really, uh, you know, you know, someone with a lot of depth, this is a, somebody I want my team, or they're going to say, what the heck, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> not going to bring this troublemaker on. Oh, what's the story there? Got any opinion? You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, no, I do. I think a lot of hiring managers are good with that, smart hiring managers, honestly. I want someone that's yeah. asking harder questions. I like I like candidates that are interviewing me back, quite honestly, because it means that they really, you know, care about the fact uh -huh. about where they're going. It's a big decision. So it doesn't bother me, and I don't think it would bother most hiring managers. And, and if it do, then that person's not right for them, period, right, no matter how they feel about that topic. Um, uh -huh. If questioning, like, where I'm going to my next job and what their biggest hurdles are or what their, you know, any risks for the company, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Okay. How many hiring? What percentage of hiring managers are bad at recruiting? Because we always hear that they're, they're just the, the, they're the dumbest. And and recruit, you know they might be good at their own jobs, but they don't know anything. They don't know how to you know present the company to a good candidate. Uh, they don't prepare for the interviews. Well, that's why they're not recruiters. Okay, well actually they are recruiters, Michael G. Cox. Yeah, that's part uh, of the job. They're, they're part of everybody's. Part of it. So that's, that's part of our job, part though, of the right? 
it's part of our job to help them be good at their part of the job that's hiring, right? And their part of the job that's hiring is sharing on social media, making sure they come to interview, right? All that kind of stuff. And yes, there are hiring managers that aren't good at that. But I find like that's a part of our job, right? As a recruiting team to say, how can we get you better at that? Right. And if you work together, if you really partner with your hiring manager, you both can get better at filling their roles. Right. And I think that's the core of it. Um, But people have to learn. I think it's taken for granted. Like people don't realize how recruiting works, how a recruiter looks at your resume and what happens in the in-between. And I don't even think hiring managers know that. And educating them is like the best first place to start, right? Um, and, and I think being a recruiting consultant to your hiring manager is the best way to go about that, really taking it from that mindset that like, I'm going to teach them what we do. I'm going to talk to them about what we do. I'm going to give them transparency and then work together to figure this out because you need them involved. You need them sharing on social. You need them showing up for interviews, right? You need them giving feedback. All of that matters because time kills, right? Okay. 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 So how do you, all that high level stuff you've told us now, how do you do it? You meet a hiring manager for the first time. You say, look, pal, this is how we're going to work. Okay. Uh, If you want me to supply people to you, (laughs) this is the way I work. You're going to work to my requirements. I'm the recruiting expert here, and if you don't, I'm not going to work on your jobs. It's just black right. and white, okay? Uh, Which way are we going to go? That, Is that... You can't do that in the corporate world, though. There's no way I'm going to tell a hiring manager we're not going to work on their jobs. But I, I hear your question, right? So it's consistent communication and picking up the phone, quite frankly. That's all it is. Like most all of the issues that go down between recruiters and hiring managers is solved with making sure you're talking to each other and talking to each other often live, not emailing about your candidate, not following up for feedback via email, talking to them, building a rapport with them. And you don't walk away from the roles, right? You have like your, your, your responsibility to fill those roles or, or at least bring back to the table why you can't fill them and absolutely can't. Right. Um, so I just think it's part of how you build that rapport with that hiring manager. That's it. That's okay. what it comes you're down still to. Getting, you're still getting, you're still, you know, you're still circling around the, the runway here. Okay. You got a, a good candidate. Well, come to the classic cases. You got a good candidate. You say, boy, you know, that was hard to find. Uh, I'm glad. And then you call the hiring manager, and, yeah, it was good, but I'd like to see a couple more. And you say, well, you're saying to yourself, where the hell am I going to find more? What's wrong with this guy? Why aren't you ready to hire, okay? Uh, is That's that what, what we say. say That's what you say. Yeah, absolutely. What's wrong with this guy? Why didn't you like him? If there's tangible reasons, then maybe we go find more. Okay, oh, no, 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 let me, let me go. And so, yeah, what's wrong yeah. with this guy? Why didn't you hire him? Oh, you know, he's good, but I still like to see more. I don't like to hire the first person you send me, Okay. Uh, what do you say? On, that's not an acceptable Jeez. answer. You keep on that, right? Well, then in order for me to go back to the market and find someone that's better for you, tell me exactly why this person, right? I mean, this is part of that conversation I'm talking about. It's not okay, okay to just roll over, I guess is what I'm saying. It's never okay, okay to just roll over when you know you're just going to go back and make the same mistake. Okay. You're contradicting right? so you yourself. Crushing. You're contradicting yourself. You said how? when I talked to yeah, here's, here's how. When I said, look, you got to get tough with these guys. Oh, no. I can't talk to a, a, a hiring manager like that. Now you're saying, look, buddy, okay? No. If you want no, me to go out there, you better tell me why exactly what you're looking for. Hey, he says, no, I just want to see. No way. That doesn't work with me. You better get specific. I'm not going out. Or, or I want this and this and this. And you say, oh, you know how hard it is to find that? No, that doesn't work. That's not real world. Is that, is that what you're telling me? Is that how you talk to them? Nope, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, I think you're saying kind of the right things, but not in the right way. Again, it comes back to the rapport. I think you think I'm talking high level about it, but I'm not. It's really important that you guys can have uncomfortable conversations with each other and still work together and partner. And uh, uh, I want to hear an uncomfortable. You know. I, I want to hear a story. You've been in the business a long time, so it doesn't mean that uh, you know you have to snitch on somebody you talked to yesterday and, and you get identified. No, no, no. You just pick from your long history some version of a tough conversation. I want to hear what that is. Go ahead. Something along the line. You put me on the spot. Let me think. Something okay, along hold the on. Line I'll do an ad. No, no, you think about it. I'll do an okay. ad for Hire Tool. H I R E T U A L. Hire Tool. I've got to tell you, I will uh, admit. There's lots of – and, you know, Marty Snyder taught this to me, the guy from PC Recruiter. He said there's lots of good recruiting software out there. He said, but, you know, we've got a special niche, and we are good recruiting software. 
But the same is true for Hire Tool. There's a lot of good sourcing software out there now. But Hire Tool is a leader. It is a leader. And I don't have to prove it to you. You go on Facebook, every Facebook group for recruiters has constant discussions about, oh, what's the best sourcing tool I should get? What should I buy? Okay, Hire Tool is always getting rave reviews from name brand recruiters. They've been on the show. They rave about it, okay? And uh, that's what you should do. Go to recruitingtricks.com. You'll find my Facebook group. Jerry's is at uh, uh, recruiters who actually make placements. Michael G. Cox, do you have a recruiting group yet? No. <laughs> no. Donna, you've been in the business for a month. Do you have a recruiting group of your own on Facebook yet? That I run? <laughs> Yeah, um, I could start one. Would you join? Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> Everybody's got I'll, one. I'll Just don't you. advertise it on mine. You know, these people start up their own groups, and they think they're going to drain my members. No way, okay? Okay, okay. you said but, it uh, now. It's it's recorded. Oh, I'm inviting you. Okay, just send me an invitation. Okay, but look, hold on. Right. My point is that if you want to find out about Hire Tool. Get it from the horse's mouth. They're talking about it all the time, okay? H-R-R-E-T-U-A-L. Okay, Donna, I talked enough there. Yeah. Not Donna. Uh, now I'm back to Audria. You're the only Audrey I know, okay? It's a bit of an odd name. Like, uh, there's a lot of Audrey Falcos on LinkedIn, but you're the only Audria. That's how I found you, okay? In the world. So, I'm the only Audria in the world. Um, oh, wow. What a what an honor. Okay. So, <laughs> That's impressive. So, let me just see if anybody else is here. No, there's no. Let me just see if there's any complaints on on Twitter yet. Okay, is anybody complaining <laughs> about us? No. Okay. Good. Okay. You know. Uh, uh, so hold on a second. So yeah. So you're going to tell us. Uh, I forgot my question already, but now I remembered. Uh, you're you going to tell like us an about a tough situation. Yeah. yeah tough. Yeah. Tough conversation. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the toughest conversations are when it might be the person you're talking to's fault, right? So you want an example? Okay. So. Somebody comes and says, I don't have enough candidates for my role, let's say, right? And you say, well, you know, here's, here's what we've done so far. You have data. Again, I told you before, I know you think it's boring, but I think data is really important to be able to build these relationships. Um, and you're saying, hey, you know, we gave you enough candidates. This is where they're all falling out, and it's your step. You're rejecting them all after three successful interviews previous to that. So the difficult conversation is understanding how the actual hiring manager is just disjointed from the rest of their interview process, Right and each candidate and oftentimes the timing it's taking them because in any recruiting job yeah, I've let been me in, stop you okay let me stop you i don't understand a word you're saying okay i wanted to blow by blow okay let's say your your guy is uh, named uh ivan your your hiring manager's name there ivan. is no said, way i could remember a blow by blow conversation like i remember no i remember the painful conversations i've had something's wrong with your brain those are the ones that you remember well, best. maybe i maybe they get blocked out on purpose <laughs> but there's no way i could remember like word for word any of the millions of conversations i've had with hiring managers in my career you know what I think if i, if I sent somebody now. in three three good candidates and this hiring manager rejected them all three uh, I, I, I just can't. I just can't be bothered to go out and struggle. It's a struggle. If you go now, the thing is, you're hiring volume, so maybe yeah, but it's you not. You don't go a, back out. But you don't go back out. You don't take the struggle back on. That's what I'm saying. Depending on the conversation that has to be had, you make changes. Like if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? So something has to give. And you guys just have to figure out. And no, no, no. Let me let me let me say something. No, no. I'll go. Okay, you said you need the hiring manager to participate by posting on social media. Now, the mm -hmm. hiring manager might not have a clue about what's good to post, uh, might not want to be bothered with it because she's busy. How do you uh, navigate that? You say, look, I'll write the copy for you. You just put it out on your account. Okay, is that, is that what oh, happens? For everybody's different. Some people drive it on their own, but I'll for sure always, not even myself, like TA marketing, right, can always supply that type of backbone. There's never a reason that they just can't create it, right? We'll help them through that. But there's lots of people, you know, invested hire managers that just do it themselves, right, which I prefer because, of course, there's authenticity to it. But 
Um, sure, any support they need for stuff like that. I think. Okay, any, and do you force again, these people? You know, uh, do you force the hiring managers to uh, reveal their uh, link? Do you, do you go through all their LinkedIn connections and have them say, uh, "This person's good for the job. That person's good." That did you do that? Do you force them to I do have, that? I have. Yeah, I have. I mean, not every hiring manager for sure, but I've definitely not only hiring managers, but people on their teams, right? Just sat down with three of them at a time and said, "How do you do that? How do you do that? If I had to do it tomorrow, how? What should I say yeah. to the person? You're talking about, you know, you you said you have to build rapport, but of course you didn't tell us how to build rapport. I mean, do you talk about the last night's hockey game or, or what, what do yeah. you do? I, I, Same way you do with the candidate. How do you build rapport with the candidate, right? Maybe I don't know how to build rapport, game. okay? I don't know. <laughs> Michael G. Cox will uh, he'll, he'll back me up on that. I've never figured it out. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait a second. No, Donna, I mean, Donna. Wait, she's been yeah. in the business yeah. a month. Donna, do you know how to build right. rapport after yeah. just a little while in the business? You know, Bro, I, I think she's like got it down. I yeah, I'm just saying, Donna sounds good at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the part I understand. It's the rest of the business yeah. I have to learn. I can talk to people. Yeah. And they okay, how do you build rapport? No, no, just tell, tell me. Tell me, how do you build rapport okay. with somebody? Are you asking me now? The yeah, Donna, person? I'm asking the newbie. Okay, okay, okay. go, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when I call somebody, I just try to – This is going to sound really stupid. I'm going to sound like my teenagers, but I just try to, like, vibe with what they're vibing. So if they come at me and, and they sound very businesslike and buttoned up, then I'm going to sound very professional. And my questions and even my introductory questions will just be more about, have you heard of our company? Have you, you know, worked with us before? Blah, blah, blah. But if they're very casual, you know, and if they're, they sound more relaxed, then I'm going to sound more relaxed too. And I'm going to talk about like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. That was my dog. Uh, I, I, how is it working from home for you? For me, it's driving me crazy because you don't shut okay, up. Okay, so you you, you know? do the mirroring. You do that. Your stick is that mirroring. I'm very bad at that. I don't like mirroring somebody else. Okay, it just doesn't. It's not my, not my thing. Okay, do you do that too, uh, yes. uh, Audrea? Do you mirror people? Uh, do you mirror people? Not initially. I mean, I think not initially. Take that. I might take that on. Thank you, the Donna. Thank, let's let's thank you, Donna. She's got guts. Okay, and she's been in the business <laughs> yeah. like yes since yesterday, and she's given us advice okay, already. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Good job. Good advice. Job. I told you what I'm doing. Let's not let's not rename it. <laughs> okay. Okay, but I um, thank for you. Me, okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. You're Good welcome. Stuff. Thank you. Um. I usually try to find just something in what they're talking about or something because, you know, of course, re- always review a resume beforehand. Um, uh-huh. I always try to find a common ground. So, yeah. you know, it might be it might be something like they went to a college that I watched their football team or it might, you okay. know, something. This is the I old stick. I never college. went to anybody's college. I don't follow the same teams okay. as them. But here's here's what for you should be doing from now on. You'd be saying, hey, have you been watching the Queen's Gambit? I play chess. I got to tell everybody, Audrea is online. All her chess scores are online, right? I I discovered it. She didn't even know they were all there. Okay. I didn't know. She plays chess. I didn't know it. And, and, and this is the way to do it now. Say, hey, did you watching the Queen's Gambit? What's that? It's a great new TV show. Everybody loves it. And I got to tell you, I do too because I, I am a, a regular chess player. You know, you can find me online if you're if you're really interested. Oh yeah, the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> Is I that a good approach? TV. Am I? Is that just you yeah. know a ridiculous fantasy on my part? Yeah, yeah. Do you no, like that? No, that's a good approach. That's it's a okay. good approach. Michael G. Cox. That's, that's okay. the Michael okayest G. Cox. approach ever. Okay. 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 Approach. Mediocre and at best, right? <laughs> Pardon me. And a new person asks hard yeah, mediocre. So, so there's so a new person wants somebody wants to ask a question. Is that what that I'm I hearing? I want to ask you? a question. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I do like pretty much all cold calls all day long. So I don't have like a resume that I'm referencing or anything. So how would that for your, for your guests, how how would that be different? You know, I don't have a, yes, I can look on LinkedIn sometimes, but sometimes they don't even have an up-to-date profile. Um, Sometimes I'm just really literally cold calling a number. I know nothing about the person who's going to pick up other than they should be in such and such department. And I have to find everything out. So in in that instance, what would be the approach? I mean, I think the mirrored approach that was talked about was probably really good for that approach. I mean, I, I get concerned when you're 
when we're talking about just calling people that we don't even know if they have the background that we think that they have, right, for the role. Well, that's so, my job. Um, that's, what, that's what I yeah, do. Yeah, no, I get it. Are, are, are you, are you doing business development on those cold calls, or are you working to connect with candidates yeah, on those cold calls? The, these are candidate calls. These are candidate calls. These okay. are not uh, BD calls. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you get someone on the phone that's willing to, in, to interview with you right then, I would say the mirroring approach is the best way. Because you have to walk, it's a fine line asking them questions about like personal things, right? There or things that you might be able to find a common ground over when you're actually in the interview. When they put it on something on the resume, like a hobby or a club or something like that, it's easier. Um, but I right, think right. mirroring, right? The tone of them. And if things come up in conversation, like I write them down that I think I can anchor back to to build rapport with, right? So if they bring up right. something that's like, that I'm like, oh, that's like, I have an interest in that too, or I have a thought about that, a way to build rapport. I'll kind of write it down while they're talking and maybe come back to it. So you wanted to start out by a bit of mirroring, but hopefully if that person was willing to talk to you, you're kind of building, I mean, I think it's much more about rapport building than it is interviewing sometimes, right? Uh, okay, okay. Um, Audrey, just, we're candidates. running out of time, so let me just cut in, and I'll tell hey, you what she should do. Okay, hang on, hang on, wait a second, Michael G. Cox. For... I'm going to say, the first thing you say, Donna, is, hi, yes. my name's Donna, and plus you could say your last name, I'm a headhunter, okay? Do you have a minute to talk to me right now, okay? Or should we talk later? Isn't that uh, the the first thing that's you do? Is that, that's pretty much what I say, and I, I do. Yeah. I start with that. I start, I say I'm yeah. I say the name of that company, and I say we're an executive search and recruitment firm specializing in blah blah blah. Do you have a minute now, or would there be a better time for me to talk to you? And then yeah. okay, you know what there. that would you be? Yeah, that sounds a bit too canned. The way I, I think you should loosen well, up a, a, a bit, like okay? That. <laughs> but like mirror me, you know. You should mirror me when, when when we're doing that. But you know what? Are we role playing? Yeah, we could role play, but I got to do some ads, okay? For for these customers who aren't paying me, okay? Hold uh-huh. on a second. I have a thought. Hone it. Wait a sec. Hone it. H O N E I T dot com. Hone it is online interview technology. You and the candidate get together on the phone. It records every single thing you say. It turns it into uh, a transcription that's uh, searchable for keywords. It uh, gives you the audio recording. It gives you a video recording if you want it. And here's the special key. There are certain questions that this crazy hiring manager is going to give you that are the most important ones. If you can manage to build the rapport required to squeeze them out of her, okay? And then when you get to those questions, you press the button, and the person talks with you about them. When you finish that question, you press another button, creates a little clip. You can send that to anybody on the hiring team. They can hear the candidate talk about these essential issues in their own voices. If they've got some sizzle, you don't have to pass it on in some kind of dry report. It's delivered direct, right from the horse's mouth. What could be better than that? I'll tell you what, if you don't really understand the job because you're not technical, hopefully the candidate will tell you. You'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll send the recording to the people who really do understand it so they can make heads or tails of it. Hone it. H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. And I think I've uh, represented everybody so far. Hone it. I'm sorry you're, you're towards the end of the show. I hope people are, are still listening. It is so exciting. We've got all kinds of people who are like experienced with huge companies and somebody who's just in for a month who's got a lot of spunk, I'll say again. I, I hope now, they're okay <laughs> with that considering the fact that they've been paying you so well. <laughs> well, that's my fault. Hold on. Area 650, okay, called in just a few minutes ago. You want to say something, anything? Okay, yeah, I'm just going to give you a chance. You don't have to even reveal yourself, okay? You can just be silent. <laughs> or, you know, if you want to let your dog bark or in the background, that's okay, too. We'll give you five seconds. I don't think that's me. And... Okay. Nothing. Okay. Uh, you know what? That, that whispering stuff that Maureen does, I read about it. It's called EMDR. It's supposed to be a very some kind of special psychotherapeutic uh, technique. Anyway, but I, I just want to say that because last time we were on, she was whispering again. Okay, uh, 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 Audrey, Audrey, oh is it okay? God. Is it okay for candidate to negotiate salary? Uh, I've been reading a lot of uh, uh, candidates uh, complain on Twitter that as soon as they started negotiating, the company cut them. They don't. They said, you know, this is what we're offering. Don't mess around with us. Uh, what's the story with that? 
is this something weird? Like, Canons have always negotiated salary. Yeah, I think they have every right as just a company, right? Everyone's got to come to an agreement to make it work. So I, I don't find this to be a new thing. Um, and it's definitely not been new that some companies just walk away, right? They don't want to deal with the negotiation. They have some set costs or whatever. They think it's a flag. But I think candidates have the right to negotiate. I think companies do too, right? It's, it's part of the hiring process in my mind. I don't find it to be odd at it, by any okay. at all. Okay. What about these exploding offers? I just learned this term when I, I did the research online. It's like we're giving you the offer. You know, you got 24 hours. If we don't hear it back from you, it's it's pulled. What about that? I feel like again, this is going on extreme. since. 24 what? hours is extreme, but I, but I I don't think this is anything different than what has gone on since I started recruiting at an agency, right? Like however long ago, back then you'd give people whatever. I think agreed 24 yeah. hours. I mean, it's a little, but it's always been like this. I actually, yeah, think that's not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm asking. Listen to my voice. Then what are you asking? Yeah. Yeah. What are you I'm, asking? I'm asking if it's okay, if it's okay. And how long, yeah. you know, uh, should, so, you know, what's the maximum you can, you know, it's give somebody. I think you can give someone about three days, three to five days, saying if there's a weekend, I'll say. How about that? But 24 See, the hours complaint is that the recruiter should have pre-closed so many times that by the time the offer actually comes, there's no questions. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, but you have, like, spouses. Yeah. You have real life. That doesn't work. That You can pre-close all you want. Your person can actually be ready to accept, but the, the mental hurdle of a human to get the piece of paper, talk to their spouse or their friends or whoever they're meant whatever, right? It takes people a couple days. So, I, I mean, if you're talking more than five, yeah, that's a problem. Like, we've, we've been talking for three months, right? Like, how do you not know? It's, it's been, a, you know, a week now. But 24 hours is a little tight, but, you know, I, I think a few days and we're, we're good to go. Okay, Michael G. Cox wants to say something there. Did you, Michael G.? Yes, uh, so I, I typically do uh, a three-day thing. Um, but uh, your, your guest said something that kind of scared the crap out of me. Uh, when she said, hey, we've been talking for three months. And, and I realize that that's a, a more standard on the corporate side. I'm curious is because I'm, I'm a, a recovering corporate recruiter, and one of the big <laughs> issues that I had was the company moves so slow. And I, I was one of those to pressure uh, sales. Uh, well, I was in sales, so I would pressure my sales managers, directors, VPs into making a decision. And not hem and hawing for you know, a week and bring them in for another interview and bring them in for another interview or whatever the case was. So, uh, and the problem was that we would lose so many individuals because it was taking two months, three months to make a hire. And, and uh, I'm curious, do you see that a lot in larger corporations? I think it's a 50-50 split for me. I've got managers that hire quickly, right, and managers that take months. It's not actually a more interviews problem. It's getting through the volume of hiring and, like, hours in a day. Um, I do think it's a slower machine than the agency side. But at an agency, you don't even have to wait those three months. You just walk away. Like, you don't take my first three candidates. I have a hotter job over here. They're, you're not even going to see those three months out if that's how long it takes the corporation, right? Um, so I, I think it's a – both. I think it's really a split. Some move really fast and some move slower. Um, in general, though, on the agency side, they don't move that slow because, again, you can Okay, well, here's, here's what he's asking well. you. Okay, here's what he's asking. He t- you know, he made a little speech. He's the guest next week in case you want to harass him, okay? Uh, oh, but, is that okay. next week? Yeah, it's next week. Well, it's next week, and we're on Zoom. We you have to figure out me. how to do that, okay? So, uh, but besides that, okay, so his real question is, if they're too slow, how do I make them fast? Now, I told you how I would do it. In fact, maybe when yeah. I interviewed for the job, yeah, I, I would tell the, the person, thing. look, if you drag your feet, and I might use an adjective that we don't use on this show to describe the person's feet, when you drag your expletive-deleted feet I'm going to be all over you, mister. That doesn't work on this recruiting team. So I've been telling the person like that from the start. So when he or she did drag their feet, you know, they know what's coming from me. Uh, would you do that the same way or, uh, you know, advise Michael G. Cox uh, how that should happen? How what should happen? How you motivate them? Oh, jeez, I gave you, you know, how, how they're dragging their feet. Hey, man, I what think do you I was say more to them? Than you were. I think I was way more concise yeah. than you were. Yeah, okay, we'll have a battle. Who's more yeah. concise? Audria, 
We're getting near the end of the show. You've got a stupid hiring manager who doesn't know, like you said, time kills all deals, and you want them yeah. to, you know, put a fire under Make their ass. How do you do that? Um, it, it depends on the situation. I know you want some quick and fire answer from me, right? But it depends on the situation. I, I return to data. I know you think I'm crazy and boring with it, but I come back and say, you're the problem. Here's how many days it's taking you. Or, hey, here's the problem. Here's how many days it's taking that. And we figure out how to fix that. And if that means you have to, you know, it's not, it's not about making decisions where the hurdles are, I don't feel like. And, and maybe Michael sees that differently when he was in corporate, but it's actually about just getting through the process fast enough, scheduling the interview fast enough, that type of stuff. So Okay, let me hold on. You said something you very confrontational. You said to the hiring manager, you are the problem. Okay? That's, I love that. I said That's that earlier. Great. I said Would that you earlier. actually yeah. say that you are the problem? I would as long as I had the data to back it up 100% because you need to have those. There's your uncomfortable conversation, right? You have to have yep. them. You have to have them. And it says you don't have to be attacking them when you say it. I know like it's that when you say it, it sounds like I'm attacking them, but you don't have to be attacking them. You can just say, here's where the problem is. It is in your step in the process, right? Well, let's, that's a little let's, more let's passive. Here's, where, here's the bottleneck. Uh, here's the bottleneck, Bills. For some reason, it happens right around this point. You know, right around thing, you this idiot. area. <laughs> you <laughs> idiot. You're wrecking everything. Can't you see it? Wake up. <laughs> You don't okay. talk to them area, like that, though. That's going to get yeah, you know, Area code 811. <laughs> well, hold on. If you're in some of those companies like Bridgewater, I think you can talk like that. Okay. And, and not only that, they tape your conversations where you're scolding like people, and, and they yeah. make it available for everybody. Area code 815. Is, is that Kendra? Or, you know, I'm just giving you the – you can lurk, but I'll give I you know. the opportunity. This is Ernie. <laughs> Ernie, okay, Ernie. you haven't come hey. out with a question for her yet. I, Ernie's one of the, the – he's like Donna. He's like a male Donna. Okay, do you have something to say to her? <laughs> no, I, I've just been listening to the show. I caught on late, so I'm, I, I'm okay, sorry late, for that. Okay, never stopped to, you before. Okay, but uh, fine. I know. Okay, you, you know what, uh, 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 Audra, what have I missed that you want to talk about? Is there anything like that, you know uh, – you know, A-B testing of recruiting emails. What subject? Are there any subject lines that you love and stuff like that? Some little granular things that you want dog, to share? Is the hot dog a sandwich? There you go. That's what I'll leave you with. <laughs> That's a good subject line. Oh, you actually? Are you just you pulling my leg? Are you know? There's recruiters who might use that. Are, are you saying that, that that's a it's, possibility? I will. I I may or may or have or have not used that in my previous roles as a hands-on recruiter to try to get people's attention. <laughs> but it's an interesting topic to bring up. You know, it's a hot dog. I, I like, I like it. It's a hot dog sandwich. Uh, I, I, and what would go in the in week. the body of, what would go in the body of the email? Oh, short and sweet. Here's our website. Check us out if you like the company. Come and talk. You know, short and sweet. I mean, I'm. I, oh, you're again, kidding. Been... I love it. Okay, you know, we just so you. Oh, you yeah. know what? You have, you have to come back and, and and I'll do some thinking. Okay, so I can corner you on what high volume do recruiting. It. Yeah, really, yeah. Go ahead. Really, hey, we really going okay. into that yeah. corner. Yeah, I and, would prepare and, and, some uh, high level lofty answer that yeah. will really piss you off if that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I love it already. And, but I just want to tell everybody, you know, we're going to be on video permanently or for a while. If you, this is for Jerry, okay? Jerry, never, I never want to go to video. If you don't want to appear on video in your kitchen, I mean, you could just close your camera. We could still hear you, okay? So, I mean, it's not going to be an issue. I want to thank Donna. She's bold. She's a future guest for sure. Ernie's got to come back in the new year as a guest, okay? I'm short of people. And and Michael G. Cox, he's a guest guest next week. Uh, we got to do some planning for that. Okay? Audrey, nice to meet Uh, you. Thank you!
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 